Lux Realty Lounge is produced by Gabriella DeAngelis. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the podcast author or individuals participating in the podcast and do not represent the views or positions of any entities they represent. Coldwell Banker Realty is owned by a subsidiary of Anywhere Advisories, LLC. Coldwell Banker is a registered service mark owned by Coldwell Banker Real Estate, LLC. Welcome to the Ultimate Guide to Real Estate, where we explore the exciting world of real estate through the eyes of seasoned agents and industry experts. Whether you're buying, selling, or interested in joining the profession, my podcast is your go-to source. The Lux Realty Lounge podcast is enhanced by the beautiful backdrop of our media room, professionally staged by i design They create a visually pleasing atmosphere for our guests and listeners, but that's not all. Each episode features diverse guests, including agents, industry professionals, and clients with unique experiences. I believe in providing a well-rounded view of the industry. So join us every other week for enlightening discussions, practical advice, and inspiration. This is your key to unlocking the secrets of success in real estate. Hello guys, and welcome back to the second episode of the Lux Realty Lounge podcast. Today we have on Mark Evans, Guaranteed Rate Affinity, um, the best loan officer out there, of course. Um, So Mark, tell them how you got into um, the industry. Okay, well I was, uh, actually I was a financial advisor, uh, financial professional before I started in the loan officer business and the lending business. And um, I'd received a call uh, from my brother and he said he was starting the sales team. He'd been in the industry for uh, a, a number of years. And he asked me to join his team if I'd be interested in it. And I said, sure, let's let's give it a shot. So I packed up my stuff, walked out of the office and walked over and started. Damn. Do you love your job? I love my job. I love it. I get to help people every day, so yeah. Even in the market that we're in today, um, with interest rates being pretty high and the buyer affordability being a lot harder, do you still love your job just as much? I do. Uh, it, it's it's it can be challenging, obviously, with the markets the way that things are today. Uh, but this is it's like everything else. It ebbs and flows. It's it's temporary. Uh, what's going on now is not the the norm, right. uh, is, which is a big big word for I guess after post COVID, everything is the new norm. The, this market is not the new norm. Uh, there's some economic trends that's going on out there and some some hits that's affecting everything and uh, it, it'll get straightened out and, and when it comes back I, everything's gonna be everything will be fun one of the things that that I like about this job is I've always been in, like an educator I like to educate I like to help people uh, is that I can take my former position uh, in the financial world and help educate current buyers especially first-time home buyers Yes. Uh, because there, a lot of people are under the premonition that you either have to have 20% to put down on a house or you can't can't afford it, or your down payment's the only cost with loans. There's nothing else that goes into it, obviously. And none of those are none of those are true. There's a lot of other things. And so I feel that my job, when I take on a partnership, which is how I look at it, um, with someone, whether it be realtor or, or the home buyer, that we're all on the same page. So... The more that you take the time to instruct, to help, to educate your buyer, they can then make informed decisions. They can be easier to, they can be more at ease when yeah. they're making that purchase because buying a home is as much emotional as it is financial. 100%. And you be, you get so close with your clients, like in the lending industry and the real estate industry. Yeah. Okay, so tell them, um, 
if you are wanting to buy your first home okay. and you are looking at your options on if you don't have 20% down payment. I know a lot of people know that now you don't need 20% down. Right. Um, there are a lot of programs out there. Um, is there one that you do um, or work more than another and explain it a little bit? No, it's every person is their own is their own specific they have their own specific needs uh capabilities financial backing whatever that's going to be um a lot of people and i and it's like this with a lot of with a, a lot of people uh in, in, in different industries and doing everything you try to fit round pegs in the square holes and square pegs and round holes and not everybody fits in the into that's the same category yeah like not everybody sense. can get um approved for right like depending on your income and things like that right there, there's a lot of things that go into it so uh in lenders lenders should and i think a lot of us do uh we go out and when we we're talking to people we have those in-depth conversations with dig a little deeper peel the onion back so to speak as far as you know what kind of income are we looking at? What are your plans? How long are you even planning on being in this home? Yeah, because certain um, programs, you have to live in them and they have to be occupied mm -hmm. by the buyer. So it's not like, um, I've had people ask me before, like, oh, can you get the one $10,000 grant, um, buy it and then rent it out? Right. And I don't know if there is one, but I believe most of them are you have to occupy the Yeah, you'll, have, you'll have to occupy that depending on where you live. Uh, and each state has their own uh, down payment assistance programs if right. people qualify for them. Uh, just check with your local lender, whoever that is, and, and they'll go over that with you and, and help educate the buyer, which, which helps them sleep at night. Yeah. Uh, because the worst thing in the world is to go to bed worrying about if you've made a mistake, if you've made a decision, the buyer's remorse, should we have done this, can we afford it? Um, you know those conversations should all come out with when you're talking to your to your yeah. lender, and the lender should also be uh, keeping the realtor on board as well with everything that's going on to let them know so everybody's right. on the same page. Yeah, because the buying experience should actually be pretty smooth and it should be yeah hopefully seamless. The closing itself should be the a, a party. Yeah, to culminate the end of the journey. Yeah, like closing day is so fun. Mm -hmm. Like that's why you see so many people say, "Oh, it's closing day," and that should be exciting for you. Um, and even if you're listing your home. Um, and it's sold, you, that's still exciting because you have this new journey. Um, but I think the buying process, especially for a first time home buyer, is stressful only because it is complex and there are a lot of questions and a lot of unknown, a lot of things that like people don't know that the buyer pays for the inspection and or when the appraisal comes back, they're like, well, what now? And I just think there are a lot of um, things that buyers wonder all the time. like. Um, so it's really important that you work with great people like me and Mark. Um, and okay, this was a question that I remembered I wanted to ask you. Okay. Do you think right now, um, just in general of our economy, do you think right now is a good time to buy? I do. Um, I think any time is a good time to buy just because uh, inventory right now is so tight Yes. Uh, we have more buyers and approved buyers out there, which is the first thing. If you're out to, and you're halfway serious about looking for a home, get pre-approved first, whatever you do. Uh, I feel like you can't even, like, agents nowadays, 
because of all the we deal with scams and all kinds of people that would just waste your time yeah. a lot of agents won't even honestly give you the time of day right. unless you're pre-approved but mm-hmm. it why would they exactly I mean and nobody nobody would want to uh, just for uh, just a general a general scenario and you probably had this where you could be doing something somebody calls and says hey I'd like to go see a house. Okay, yeah. so you drop what you're doing because that's the nature of this industry, whether you're a realtor yeah. or anything else. And you, you take, you drive 25, 35 minutes to this property, meet these people here, and say, hey, what do you like? Well, we like it. Okay, you want me to put an offer in? Sure, okay, you're already pre-approved. No, no. not yet. Okay, well, that's the first thing, that, because <laughs> that pre-approval needs to go in with that offer. Right. Uh, and, I mean, a lot of people say, like, you need that pre-approval because in the competitive market that we're in, but like even when we're not in a competitive market, like right now I think we're in a competitive market, but nothing like we have been in the past. Mm-hmm. But I still think regardless, like why would you want to go look at a house if you're not pre-approved and then just get your hopes up? Because what if you go and you right. fall in love with a house and it's everything you want and it fits everything that you have on your list and then you can't get approved for it. Right, right. I've seen, I have seen that happen before where people have went out and looked at properties that they call after, they put the cart before the horse, so to speak. Uh, they find the house, then they want to get pre-approved for it, only to find out that uh, the house is really out of their price range of what they'd be able to get pre-approved for. And it, it's a hard conversation to have with someone, but it's, it, it's real. It's, yeah. you know, here's where, here's where we're at. Uh, we might be able to get you pre-approved, it may not be at that level that you're looking at. Um, or it may be uh, right now there's a lot of things that goes on with contingencies there's some different things that in different strategies we have to sell our house first before we buy the other one um, and we have all we have all kinds of strategies and I'm speaking personally to where we can get rid of those contingencies as well yeah um, you know so there, there's just so many different options and things and you just need you need to talk to a lender and a realtor actually if you go and get with your realtor say hey i'm looking i want to get i want you to be my realtor i want to go look at homes what do i need to do next and then probably the question would be well are you pre-approved yet and then whether you say yes or no if you're not your realtor will recommend uh a lender or two or three or four or however many they work with and get that get that person have yeah. them reach out to those lenders and get pre-approved and then you can go back and say now we, here's my letter and so let's go look at homes. And that way, you know that you're serious about it. You want to make that commitment, that leap right. of faith. Your realtor knows that you're ready to go. You've got the backing from your from your lender. So now it's just finding a property and, and making it happen. Yeah, and I have linked below. Um, I have blogs on navigating the process of buying your first home, which when you go on it, it explains the entire process from the start of getting pre-approved all the way to the closing day and what happens at closing and what happens if the house doesn't appraise and the inspection and everything. And um, I have linked that below, with, which also has Mark's phone number on it, um, where it will say get pre-approved. And then it's really easy nowadays. A lot of people think that you have to go and meet with a lender to get pre-approved. Um, when sometimes I would say you're like one of the only lenders I know of that even go to closings anymore. Um, and everything's just so digital that it takes 10 minutes to type in, you know, your assets and your income and everything. And then you can, once they, you know, review your, um, everything, your application, it's like, 
you know what would be in their best interest in terms of there are just so many things out there like the two for one buy down because mm-hmm. um, like my aunt Kathy was talking about it the other day how they you got you did it for um, her listing on Birdsall mm-hmm. and like nobody knows about that though like that is so um, that would help out so many buyers I think but that is why it's important that you are with and you honestly shop around for a lender and a realtor because you want to make sure that you are getting one that can educate you and can provide you the resources that you need to um, have an exciting and not stressful um, buying or selling journey yeah i mean it's it's just important just when you take on a home you take on a realtor a lender you've got a whole team working with you they're they're your partners they're not working for you they're 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 partnering with you to yes. make your experience as seamless for you and your family as you possibly can uh, regardless of whether it's your first home or your fifth uh, the process is still going to be the same um, and it, it, it's important to to be relaxed through it um, and what may you may constitute as an emergency from because you're not used to it we may say is hey it's no problem uh, and that only comes through education which yeah. is which is to have that relationship and to know the the people that's working with you uh, uh, pretty in depth and and that only comes from conversations right yeah and I know um, like in your it just reminded me but in your first-time homebuyer packet that you give mm-hmm. to the agents here um, it says like are you financially and emotionally prepared mm-hmm. and I literally think that that is a question that every single person should ask themselves before purchasing a home, which I have written a blog on that as well. Um, and it's true though, because there is so much, um, once you have a house, a lot of people think that, oh, it's just the mortgage payment, but it's your taxes and it's your insurance and it's a lot of other things and even the maintenance and keeping up with things if things break and you buy this new house and you get down payment assistance and you're maybe have a few hundred extra dollars a month to um, plus your mortgage. Um, like if your water heater breaks, that's just a lot of money that you need to make sure that you're prepared and have that emergency fund and have that savings to, if something were to go wrong, you have that as backup. Yeah. I, I talked when I, when I talk to my clients, I, you never want them to be house poor payment poor, uh, because let's just face it, life is going to happen. It's going to happen to everybody, whether you're watching this or you're in this room with, with, uh, Ella and I, and it's, there's, you, you just don't know how hard life's going to hit you and when. And so we want to make sure, uh, and your lenders should make sure that you're, you know, you, you have those reserves to where it, when and uh, life does happen that you're going to be covered for right. it and you're not going to go belly up. Yeah. Um, and that's a, that's a comforting feeling to know that you've got somebody fighting for you that way to, and looking out for your best interest. Yeah. I know, like, realtors and lenders, like, a lot of people that haven't bought a house yet before, um, like, really they do become like your extended family because you mm-hmm. at least all of my clients like I'm always wanting to know what they're doing and how everything is going and because you're you spend so much time with them and you talk to them all the time um, and you build these relationships that shortly after they're not even your clients like I seriously would consider all my clients friends and people that have no idea what it's like being in the real estate industry I think if they saw me and Simona go see a house and when she pulls up like it's it's not like just like somebody that like I represent like she's my friend and that's how all of my clients are um and that's another thing is like 
our jobs are so personal. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are. I mean, the information sharing that you have to have, um, it even starts out before I would send somebody an application. We have, I have the availability, uh, our team, my part of the team that I work with has the availability to do a lot of things digitally as, as the world's turned now to, um, you, you don't have to meet your lender in person. You can do that over the phone. You can have that conversation on teams. You can just do it on a phone call. Yeah. Uh, but even before we get to that point, I like to have a conversation with them to find out what they're wanting to do. What's their What's their goal? plan? What are their right. goals? What are what keeps them up at night yes. worrying about it? Yes. You know, well, I want to get this. Okay, that's great. We'll say, what if you can't? Right. Everybody talk. We we a lot of people talk about. Here's what we want to do, but okay, what happens if something prevents that from happening? What's mm-hmm. what's what's your backup plan? And we have that conversation before we even send out an application to somebody to fill out, which is very simplistic. Uh, and then our process, the application when it comes back to us, uh, we it, we structure it uh, for the best cost, the best rate for for that buyer. Send them the pre-approval. If we need some more information, we'll follow up with a phone call. Uh, and then once we send the pre-approval, we'll send it to them and their realtor because right. the realtor has to have that for the for the offer. Offer sake, yeah. And then and then from there, it's you know it's it's find the find that house. Yeah, find what you want. Right, and um, it's so fun house hunting. But like you said, you want to make sure you know their goals and you know what they want and whatever. Like it's kind of like that in our world too. When it's like we need to know what your like what's on your list on what you want in a home right. what is your preference of location and area and school district and neighborhood and there are so many categories that i think a lot of people also don't realize like that you should know before you start oh, yeah. buying a house of course if it's your first time home buyer it's fun to get to see look around and um like i've showed my one first time home buyer clients house after house after house and it was like every time they were getting closer but they were finding things that they really didn't like um, but that they never thought that they wouldn't like in a house right. um, and I think that's really important um, but yeah I also want to say if like a lot of people I'm not going to say her name but like when we were sitting out there a few weeks ago and like she um, went to show their client a house that was like $300,000 and they couldn't even get approved for $100,000 just back to what we were saying mm-hmm. about like get pre-approved because they were wanting her to write this offer on a house and they literally couldn't even get approved for $200,000 under that yeah. and it's so like you may think that you can if you go on Zillow or you go on Realtor.com and it may say mortgage calculator Sometimes those aren't accurate, and you know, there are a lot of other things that you have to add in and stuff like that. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean it's, that, and that's where the pre-approval comes in. It sets the expectations. Yeah. That's what a pre-approval does. It sets expectations for what you want to get, what you can afford. Uh, if your pain is, I don't want to go over so much with, uh, say, twelve hundred dollars a month on a mortgage. Um, that's fine. Do you also realize that there may be, you may be escrowing, which is taxes and insurance on top of that. There may be uh, PMI insurance that's on there as well. Yeah. Uh, just those little additives and that $1,200 a month payment may end up being $1,600 a month. So that's where the pre-approval comes in. It sets that expectations. It sets the table for everything that you're, you're wanting to do, wanting to get done. And it helps you keep a realistic goal of what you can afford and what you can't. Yeah. 
And I know of a few clients of mine that um, are about to start being ready to get pre-approved um, that their lease is up coming soon. Um, so if somebody's lease is up um, in a few months, and there are a lot of things that people don't know that have never bought a house before when it comes to what not to do before you um, get pre-approved or during the pre-approval process. And before we wrap things up, well, let's talk about that. Okay. Um, and also, if you are thinking about buying a house right now, but maybe because of rates you um, can't afford it, or you know you maybe want to refinance later down the line, totally understandable. But I do want to say one thing, and I would probably say this in every episode until rates do drop, and that is that if you are needing to purchase a home and you're on the fence of buying or renting, you will always benefit from buying versus renting regardless of what the rates are um because i know everybody says you can refinance you can refinance but in two years you're going to be putting 40 to fifty thousand dollars into your landlord's pocket which you could literally be getting back one day um when you go to sell your home that you can just get an equity um and i just see people all the time saying oh my god i would never buy right now because of rates and that's understandable but if you can or if you are needing to i don't see why you wouldn't I agree. Anytime that if you can if you can buy versus rent, you're going to be better off. Your home is a forced savings account. That equity is money that is there for you, and you've already done the legwork on. You've already put it into your home. Uh, the rent is paying somebody else's mortgage. So wherever you live, a mortgage is probably going to get paid unless it's paid off already, and it's either going to be your mortgage or somebody else's. The choice is yours. Yeah. Right. If there's like a house, let's say it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars, okay, um, and their estimated payment is one thousand seven hundred, okay. let's just say, and let's say the agent's like, hey, look, we're in multiple offers, we need to offer two fifty five, but they're like, oh my god, like that five thousand extra dollars, and they have the money, okay, would doesn't that really not make that much of a difference, like, in the mortgage payment? Amount? Yeah, over the span of time, it doesn't make that much of a difference that that five thousand. Uh, it's you just have to remember whatever, and that's that's where some people ran into a trap before, is they would go above and beyond what the asking price is on a home. Yeah. Uh, they'll put a they they can put a clause in and, and say I'll, I'll pay thirty thousand dollars over what the asking price is, which is fine. But the loan is only going to cover what the appraisal comes back at. Right. So if that appraisal comes back fifteen twenty thousand dollars under what you offered and has been accepted. The buyer is on the hook for that. Yeah. Not right. the loan. The loan will not cover that. And I think a lot of people are confused about that. They yes. think the loan will automatically go up. And no. It won't. If the appraisal comes in lower, uh, then the, the buyer is the one that's having to pay the um, the difference. The difference. Yeah. But I mean, you yeah. can negotiate it with the seller. I mean, if you have a motivated oh, seller that is, you know, wanting to get it done, and maybe the buyer is like, no, I'm not doing that. Normally, I would say the seller would pay it, but... And that's where a realtor comes in that knows what she's doing uh, right. to help negotiate that for you. Yeah. Okay, let's be, to wrap things up. Also, what do you think of the room? I love the room. I love the room. It looks a lot different than it did before all the, the furniture comes in. Uh, it's a great place. I, in fact, I was we were just talking before we actually went on air uh, about how comfortable this couch is. This couch is absolutely amazing. It is. And I, um, there were some people in there the other day in the other conference room, um, and I think they were in closing, but um, they were like, did you see, did you guys see what was in there? And I was like, oh my God. But like, you guys took that closing picture, like 
Everybody should do that because that was the cutest thing ever. With Tracy, <laughs> it was. Have a listing that is sitting on the market for too long? A price reduction isn't always the best answer. Home staging can help buyers visualize themselves in the home, no imagination necessary. It's almost always less than a price reduction and it's proven to help homes sell faster, 25% faster on average. Our studio here is staged by i for design Home Staging and I can't say enough great things about what they do. Their phone number is 513-916-0500 and their owner Megan would love to help you get your property under contract. Their website is iFordesign.com. I've also linked them below in the description and they are amazing so definitely go check them out. Okay, Mark, what would you advise somebody not to do if their lease is almost up and they are wanting to get pre-approved in like one to three months? Don't make big pur purchases. Um, don't run your credit cards up. You want to keep your credit as as airtight as you can, as good as you can. Uh, a lot of the your loans are going to be based on a lot of credit score, your money in the bank, and then also what we call your DTI or debt to income ratio, money going out versus money coming in. If you go out and just buy a brand new car, you know it could. And I've, I've seen all kinds of different amounts of payments from $200 up to eight, $900 a month on a car. Um, that has to get factored in. Student loans are another thing. We're in, the, we're in now where student loans are being repaid. Yeah. Um, even if your loan is in deferment, you still, that's a debt that you've incurred. So that does have to be counted into the, our formula uh, when we're approving somebody. So, yeah. But we've got, we, we've got um, our methods on it as far as uh, to where it, with student loans, I mean, we're in, we're in the point in time where everybody's paying them back. Uh, so, so your debt, your debt may be higher, may be lower. And that's what I, I hate about, uh, with the way everything is now in the world. It's, it's people are starting off farther and farther in, yeah. in debt because the student loans are getting more and more. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just the, it's, it's sad. It's the way of the world. And, and yeah. unfortunately, um, you know, it, it's, everything's in moderation. Yeah. So the house that you really want uh, may be something for you down the road. Until then, let's get to get you in something that will still cover all all your bases. It may not be, um, you know, the house of your dreams. That's okay. You still have plenty of life left. So, right. So take this, fix this up, sell it for a profit down the road, and work your way up to it. Yeah, and even if it needs a little TS TLC, and you can still make that your own, and yes. um, you know later down the line you're getting that money back. Um, home prices only appreciate, mm -hmm. so um, you know buying real estate and taking that risk is the best investment that you can make, mm -hmm. um, and one of the biggest. Um, so yeah, did you have fun? I did. I had a blast. Are you going to come on soon again? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. If you'll have me. Okay, guys. That is it for um, episode two. I hope you guys enjoyed. And thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Um, my bestie. So, yeah. As always, love you. Bye.